next episode is the infamous in interdimensional cable episode, uh, which I have no idea how to fucking explain this episode. It's so bizarre and so hilarious, but it is so all over the place. Well, it starts with them uh, watching The Bachelor. Start a, a knock on yeah right, well i guess it's right. the bachelor yeah and making fun of the bachelor yeah. which is hilarious yes and as a as a um previous bachelor and bachelorette fan i just i found it very comical i thought it was funny and very true it's very true but basically they start out watching this and <laughs> this episode is Basically, just Rick and Morty watching TV and just all the ridiculous commercials that come onto TV. Well, Rick ha hacks their well, cable box to where they can receive TV signals from any dimension. other dimension that's ever existed right. or ever will exist. And and there there is an, a somewhat interesting B story with um, Beth and Jerry seeing their alternate, alternate realities. Seeing one of their alternate realities where Jerry becomes a famous movie star and Beth, uh, rather than being a veterinary doctor that works on horses, she's a doctor that works... She's a real uh, heart a surgeon. surgeon. Oh. <laughs> I am a real surgeon. This is to quote Jerry, um, this is not my actual thought. <laughs> yeah. He goes, Beth, Beth, look, uh, so you're yeah. a real surgeon. You're a real surgeon. You're finally a real surgeon. So, so yeah, it's, a, it's an alternate uh, reality where they're uh, more successful than they are in the current reality. Um, and they're they're seeing that through these goggles or whatever that uh, Rick gives them. But yeah, Rick and Morty are just watching interdimensional cable, which is all these random commercials. Uh, some of them are even like essentially ad libbed. Like this was an episode that I think the um, the visual who what what's the word I'm looking for? The cartoonists, the people that actually do the drawing for the mm -hmm. show. They like, I think like the they made some. Is that what they'd be called? Yeah, uh, illustrators. Visual Thank illustrators. You. That was the word I was looking for. The illustrators, I think, like, made some of these random commercials. And then Justin Roiland just, like, ad libbed audio <laughs> on top of it. But then there was other stuff where, like, Justin Roiland just has all this random audio that he did. And peep, and then the illustrators listened to the random audio and tried to make, like, a funny random. Uh, <laughs> cartoon out of they it tried so, to, yeah they tried to match something with it so like knowing yeah. this this makes me think so do you know the one that's like a movie um commercial and it's like two brothers yeah oh two yeah. brothers yeah so that makes like i'm just thinking i wonder which order happened with which one i feel like with that one he was trying to ad lib by watching what they had made and he was just yeah, like two yeah. brothers running from a and then this happens and <laughs> He's basically just narrating everything that the that the like previous yeah. showing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think like the two brothers trailers, I think maybe the um Ants in My Eyes Johnson. I think that might have been made and then yeah. he just like ad libbed some stuff over it. Um I think he also ad libbed over uh the straw strawberry smiggles, which is supposed to be like lucky yeah, charms. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah incredibly it ends up Violet. incredibly fucked up like the children like happy tree stab. friends oh, like it's a callback <laughs> yeah, to yeah, very, yeah wow yeah, yeah. totally Whoa, a callback yeah, to happy tree long friends long time ago tvt yeah i feel like you can yes. definitely kind of get the feel after watching one or another being like oh that must have been where he ad-libbed after watch or he tried to come up with audio after watching the footage and then they're like oh no that's one where he just went off on his own and ad-libbed and they tried to make the visuals and yeah. the illustrations like, I think, match uh, it and it's just honestly they even like leave some of justin roiland like cracking up to himself while yes, he's just yes. trying to ad-lib oh yeah it, which it. makes yeah. it it's so funny 
Uh, yeah, but you got ball fondlers. You got the weird gel cream. I think the, uh, the real fake produced. doors guy fake is doors. my favorite in this episode. Oh, the fake the doors. Fake yeah, doors. I love fake doors. <laughs> not this one. Uh-uh. And not this one. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you got hamsters and hamsters butt and butt world. world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the tag of the episode where um, the family goes to the uh-huh. hamster I and butt world for a vacation. Uh, I took a couple notes, and I don't remember why Dan Harmon said this, but in the commentary when I was watching Interdimensional Cable, one of oh, I think this is from the um, Jerry and Beth B story because um, they're like seeing an alternate reality or an alternate universe um, where they're more successful, but it turns out that they wanted to end up together anyway in that universe. So it's, uh, so it ends up bonding them at the end, but Summer's really mad because she only finds boring alternate realities of her life. Playing Yahtzee. She, so, yeah, yeah, but she says she's going to run away and that's when Morty has kind of that heartfelt scene of telling her like, my dead body is in the backyard. I had to bury my own dead body. No one exists on um, purpose. Pr- Everything is meaningless. Yeah. Come watch TV. Something like that. Yeah. And I don't I don't remember. I think it was around that scene. I don't remember the exact context. But Dan Harmon uh, had this beautiful quote that I had to write down. He said, if the universe has no center, then everywhere is the center. That's cool. Don't know what to do with that, but I, I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I really like that. If the universe has no center, then everywhere is the center. Hmm. I like that, um, Kizik. Or Dan, I guess. Uh, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, th- thanks, Dan Harmon. Props to Dan Harmon for that quote. He might have stolen it from somewhere. I don't know. I don't know if he's a plagiarist. I don't think he's a plagiarist. He did a good job with uh, Rick and Morty and Community. Um, I think Dan's but yeah, listening to this. Cable. Shout out to Dan Harmon. What's up, bro? Yeah, listener number five. Thank you, Dan. Listener number five, um, Dan Harmon. Man, we really jumped from Cusick to Dan Harmon, yeah. Uh, I thought it was wow. like a jump backwards, personally. Oh, wow. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, listener number four. <laughs> thanks. Uh, well, anyway, I don't know how to keep talking about interdimensional cable, but it's bizarre. It's hilarious. And it's so Y'all bizarre that they should... eventually end up making a second interdimensional cable episode later on in the series or yeah in the series yeah, well, people wanted to continue two, it yeah. every series and they have not yeah, done they've that, not done that no they have continually they have done episodes that are just pretty ultimately just random non-linear scenes from other dimensions that are yeah you know, not tied into the Crazy. overall narrative that are hilarious and bizarre so I the like next how that word keeps coming up <laughs> bizarre yeah rick and morty is a bizarre show <laughs> So the episode Indeed. that comes after Rick's D Minutes, which is the interdimensional cable one, is Something Ricked This Way Comes. And which that is the one with Pluto. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This feels like another episode to me that's kind of like raising a Zorp Zorp. It's just kind of like a standalone, very self contained in its own, you know. Well, it's kind of a Rick's well, it's interesting because in this episode, Rick doesn't leave his dimension. No. But Morty and Jerry you get a, you get a at least Morty, leave, Morty and Jerry adventure. They at least leave Earth. Yeah. And oh, so it's also kind of a Rick and Summer adventure, sort of. I mean, like their storylines interact, but I just, yeah, I think this episode is just interesting and different, mainly just for that purpose that like Rick, I would be curious. Rick doesn't leave the Earth mm-hmm. and Morty and, he and Jerry do. Yeah. And go to Pluto and 
Jerry's vouching for Pluto to be a planet. Yeah. What do you say? Pluto's a fucking planet. <laughs> planet. Woo. Um, yeah, this is maybe the only episode that I can think of, though, where um, something crazy happens without Rick's help. Because the spaceship from Pluto picks up Morty and Jerry unprovoked by Rick. That's true. Like, normally, Rick yeah. is, normally Rick is the reason why something crazy happens to I the mean, family. maybe it's because Morty has started to, like, I mean, he's like kind of been his that apprentice, maybe kind of filled in that role a little yeah. bit. I mean, they never explain it. They don't need to, but it is like it is strange that normally, if anything is like in space travel or interdimensional travel, it's because of Rick. This is the only episode I can think of where a spaceship shows up to pick up Morty and Jerry. Rick is doing his own thing because Summer has her first job, and it turns out she's working for the devil. <laughs> literally, um, she is working for <laughs> the devil, like proper yeah, noun. Literally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, but it is, this is, you know, Jerry starts as a punching bag, but he also has a bit of an arc because Jerry loves his fame and he's famous on Pluto because they're like, he's an earth scientist that says Pluto's a planet. You know what? I don't think he seeks fame. I think he just wants like attention and validation. He wants acceptance. Well, validation. Yeah. Validation is what he wants. Yeah. But he he decides to throw away the validation that the planet of Pluto is giving him because he realizes the president or king of Pluto um, uh, is unsustainably mining the materials or the So basically he he saves Pluto by turning away that attention he was getting. Well, he he, he saves Pluto, but also he recognizes that the main scientist on Pluto that's being like, we're destroying our own planet is the president or king's son. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and And Jerry, you know, uh, is like, Morty, if you're not going to get on board with Pluto being a planet, you should just go home. And so they send Morty home. Um, but then he has to kind of choose at the end to be like, oh, Pluto is not a planet. You're destroying your own planet. And he doesn't like the president for throwing his own son in jail for trying to save the planet. So it's not directly like he chooses Morty, but he he recognizes that he doesn't want to become this other father figure on Pluto that um, uh, screwed over his kid. He want he wants to yes help Morty's mm. idea. And do you also he think recognize- a little? Do you also think a little like takeaway here is we're destroying our planet? Oh, yeah, there's definitely a, a clear parallel of we're destroying our own planet. Corporations' greed is not paying attention to uh, some things going on. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean, that's yep. one of the, yeah, that's big, that's one of the big things that I pick up on in that episode. Uh, definitely a parallel there. But, yeah, uh, so what all works with, like, Summer working for the devil, Rick... Oh yeah, Rick just starts like undoing all mm-hmm. of his evil. So everything stuff and, like, yeah. <laughs> Summer also... Summer works in a shop owned by the devil and everything in the shop is cursed. So everything in the shop is free, but when people um when they decide to take it home with them, it has some sort of like it gives them something it has an they incredible want. Incredible perk or yeah. bonus like to a, it. Like Mort- Morty's math teacher from episode 2 take something that makes him incredibly attractive to all women, uh-huh. but he's also imp- he's also impotent. He's now impotent so, yes. with the curse on it, yeah. And so Rick basically yeah. builds a shop right across the street that 
everyone can come to and bring their items that they bought from the devil there, and he takes away the curse part of it. And so... <laughs> and remember, he yeah. almost makes the devil try and kill himself, which was a pretty dark oh, yeah. part yeah, of, the, <laughs> of yeah, yeah. this yeah. season when yeah. Summer walks in on the devil but, now trying to hang himself because Rick has screwed over his business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just get... It's also get, funny you, that she uses... She, she uses the magic monkey paw to save to make three wishes to save the devil's life because she's like, I wish the desk was lighter, I wish the noose was looser, whatever. Oh yeah. It's like she could have just done she could have just done one wish. Yeah. To be like, I hope that or like I wish that rope would um, become undone and Lucifer would just drop and not be killed or whatever. But anyway, so that's kind of a funny scene. But essentially, Rick once he realizes that he's like destroyed the devil's spirit. Um, he tried to kill himself. He, he completely quits. just torches. He torches his own business. He's like, he's oh, like I just got bored. Like, I'm bored. Yeah, I just got <laughs> yeah. I'm bored. Now. I just got bored and torches it. I'm all. bored now. Yeah, I think you get some good insight so into a little more of Rick's character when he's not traveling through space. Just kind of how he doesn't really give a shit about anything, and is yeah. He just he likes to prove that he's smarter than anybody. That's oh, all he's. Smart. That's all yeah. he's really wanting. He's no like physical accolades or anything. He just wants to be known as the smartest man who ever existed. And he wants to keep proving yeah. that over and over and over again. Yeah. All right. Next app. Uh, next app. Uh, this is yeah the second to last episode. This was originally going to be the season finale. Close. Um, Rick counters. What? And then they got an Rick encore. Kind. What happened? Well, they, the actual last, epi- last episode, I guess, ends up tying into the first episode of season two. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, so, I th- so I think they like that idea. Um, but yeah, uh, what is the episode technically called? Close again, Rick Amy? Counters of the Rick Kind. Okay, so yeah, this episode starts with another cold open where a bunch yes, of Ricks cold open. <laughs> appear and murder or no wait, it's just it's, yeah, it's a Rick and Morty evil, pop through a portal evil, while the family's right. evil, having breakfast that's right evil Morty uh, shows up and they kill Rick or do they kill Rick and no, Morty no they shoot Rick? Rick and they uh, they abduct Morty oh kidnap yeah, Morty they kidnap Morty yeah, they... just in front of while the family's having dinner or having breakfast, pain, <laughs> having breakfast for like Rick's one year anniversary of moving in with him not yet his one year anniversary yeah. is like the next yeah. but he's got he still it. has his yeah. saucer shaped pancakes yeah but <laughs> also yeah. just known as pancakes <laughs> but i yeah. love this cold <laughs> open because it just ends in mayhem like i love like hearing summer just screaming at the top of her lungs yeah. and rick is just i mean rick jerry's just like what is going on yeah, and then it just cuts to the and then it cuts to the song like i just think it's hilarious it's so chaotic yeah. it's it is, yeah, this is a mind-blowing episode that I literally feel like changed television. Yeah. Because there's so many layers. Uh, obviously, like, Rick gets murdered, but it's not the Rick and Morty from Dimension C-137. Or, or not. Potentially C-137. <laughs> or not, as we discussed. But um, it's not our main Rick and Morty. And you find out that there's essentially infinite Rick and Mortys. It's so which, hard keeping know, track of our Rick and Morty. Like, I have no idea which yeah. Um, But... Uh, essentially, you know, you find out in the episode that uh, the Citadel of or the Council of Ricks or whatever find the Rick from C-137, or not, uh, to be the most rogue Rick of them all, which, uh, you know, he, he's the Rickiest of the Ricks. Uh, he's the Rickest Rick. Morty, yeah, he's the Rickest Rick, and that might mean that Morty is the Mortiest Morty. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh 
yeah, I don't know. What else happens in this episode? It's so hard. I mean, to, just to the concept of how this once again plays with all the like infinite realities where just when he's describing what they're going to when they're going to the Citadel of Rick's to Morty he's like when they're walking there's around there's like so a few thousand versions of me who was like trying to run from the government had the genius idea to like band together and form their own government of Rick's in this yeah. Citadel to hide from like existence essentially the rest of existence and yeah. that yeah that concept is just crazy oh, Amy this is the episode, though. Yes, this is one yes, of my yes, favorite yeah. bits in yeah. all of season this is one. It, you're right. The 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 pizza ordering bit because yes. they're they're running. The pizza. They're order. running in. They're they're well. That's essentially what it is. I mean, they're running from the Council of Ricks, uh, our Rick and Morty, the main Rick and Morty. They're running from into all these other dimensions, trying to run away from the Council, who thinks that they're out there murdering Ricks and uh, kidnapping Mortys, which they're not. They've been framed, but. The first one is what? They go through a dimension where there's pizza, pieces of pizza. On the couch ordering, ordering people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ordering people sitting on a couch. Uh-huh. White people. And no then white people. And Hispanic on half. Mm-hmm. And Hispanic on half. And then, it, then it's what? Like phones on pizzas. Ordering. Ordering sofas. Yeah. Ordering ca- ordering sofas. and Or chairs. <laughs> various forms of chairs. Or chairs. <laughs> wheelchair on half and then it's uh essentially sofas sitting on people (laughs) using um ordering pizzas as phone ordering phone rotary on half half. i it's uh, in uh, in podcast form we can't do the bit justice but it is literally one of the most bizarre and hilarious (laughs) bits there's so many bizarre moments in this episode like also when they um, land on the the butts that are farting the huge soft butts and then the oh yeah the the, uh, the one with the greasy grandmas Greasy grandmas. Greasy, greasy, greasy. There's just a sign. There's just a yeah. There's just a sign that says greasy grandma world. Yeah. <laughs> greasy grandma world. And this episode, it changed the game for me too. I really liked seeing this whole expanded view of all the dimensions and the episode mm. like the fact that there's like a whole citadel of ricks and there's i love like i love when they go kind of in that main like judging room and there's all those ricks like sitting the up council of ricks. the council the yeah council. the council sitting up there and just all their hair i don't know all their hairstyles and just like it's that whole world to me yeah. like the citadel of rick world and the Citadel of Rick so world cool. is one of like the reoccurring antagonists, essentially, to our yeah. main Rick. Yeah, uh, which yeah. yeah, it comes back through. I think each season so far. At it, some I think point. yeah, at least there's there. I think there's one episode each season where they revisit the Citadel of Ricks. But yeah, Rick has uh, long season, been against the, the Council of Ricks and the whole formation of the Citadel of Ricks because it, he's anti-government and essentially it's a government. <laughs> it's a government of Ricks and Mortys. Yeah. So how many? Yeah. So honestly, the one true Morty part is the best. The part one of this true episode. Morty. Yes. You are the one true Morty. Well, well. Before we get to the one true Morty, there's also Simple Rick yes. bonding with Jerry. Oh, uh, uh, that's say, Doofus that's, Rick. Yeah, it's not Doofus simple Rick. Rick. Or, or, or whatever, Doofus Rick, whatever they call him. They call him uh, Doofus Rick. Doofus Rick making friends with Jerry, um, which is just kind of like a small B-plot that's funny. But this is also another, maybe the only other episode, uh, or maybe not the only other episode, but how I mentioned the Meeseeks episode, we see Rick genuinely care about Morty. You also see uh, Rick kind of tear up. He's got like they're going through his memories. Oh, yeah. I wish and he some sees, of those like, memories he sees, like, are ridiculous. <laughs> they are. 
but he sees like uh, an image of him holding baby Morty and he starts tearing up. And so th- this is another episode where, I mean, Morty is essentially utilized. Uh, there is there is even the joke where Rick is just like, oh, I I uh, messed with this idea, but you only need five more and Mortys and a car battery. Or yeah, a jumper cable. <laughs> Um, he's just like I. In theory, I wasn't actually gonna do it, and uh, but yeah, you actually see Rick like care about Morty in this episode. Those um, moments are few degree. and far between. They do need to be pointed out, I think. Yeah, no, I I think there's a, uh, it's yeah, it's very slightly sprinkled into only a couple episodes per season. But you're like, oh, Rick isn't one hundred percent just a narcissist. Like he does care some. Well I honestly I and I kind of forgot to bring this up, but since we're talking about it, I think it kinda of comes to light on the tail end the tag of season uh episode four when they're in the simulation and he had actually been hanging out with simulation Morty the whole time. And then at the end oh, the tag true. is Rick coming into Morty's room in the middle of the night and he's like drunk off his ass <laughs> yeah. being like being <laughs> yeah. like Morty, like I don't ever do that to me. Like you can tell that Rick like needs Morty in his life. Um, and oh, I yeah. feel like that is kind of where you get the start of it, where he's like, Rick is like drunk out of his mind because he almost had this like near yeah. experience of like he thought he was with Morty and <laughs> yeah. then he lost Morty. And that's what it did. It made him, wa- it made a, him want to go. It made it, yeah, like, it made him be like, like oh, I, shit, he's I like, care I about love Morty. you. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah, but he's like, I love you, Morty. I love you so much. You're my little buddy. And then he holds he pulls a knife. He's like, Are you a simulation? Are you a simulation? Are you a fucking simulation? And Morty's like, Oh, geez, what a life. Yeah. But that was episode And who knows? Like, it could be like Rick does that to Morty like once a month for all. It we probably know. happens. You know, there's a only lot. Yeah. the cameras just aren't happens around. A lot. Yeah, the cameras aren't. Around. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, the the one true Morty, the Mortyest Morty. You guys should talk about that. <laughs> 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 the one true Morty. Uh, I mean, we we. I don't know. There's a lot of cool things in this episode. You learn that actually there's an evil Morty who was controlling the kind of evil assassin Rick the whole time Mm -hmm. that was framing our Rick and Morty's of Dimension C-137 or not. Mm -hmm. And there's there's a lot of theories around that. Yeah, and the the episode kind of ends on a cliffhanger of like, oh, are they going to do something about that? And yeah, this is something where a lot of the fanhood for Rick and Morty has started developing theories, and it's been a reoccurring, yeah, element to the show is coming mm-hmm. back to this evil morty and where did he come from and kind of his story and his arc so and it's it a seems cool like episode. he's a he's yeah it seems like he's a genius i think my favorite um citadel of rick's episode is the season three one which we'll get yeah. there when we get there but um but uh yeah like evil Morty, they kind of show that evil there's an evil morty at the end of the episode and he's got this kind of like electronic stuff in his eye or whatever and yeah, there's a lot of theories. Is like, is that actually a Morty? Is that actually a Rick that got stuck in a Morty body, <laughs> or is it? I don't is think it, that's is true. It, is it a Morty that's? But he's a genius Morty. How did he become a genius Morty? Whatever. Anyway, I there's don't, lots I of mean, questions I think to theories. his backstory and where he came from. Yeah, and like what his motive where he is. Came from. And you get none of that. Yeah. but it kind of leaves you hanging. Well, I think so. Yeah. Of course, up to this point in the show and kind of throughout the rest of the show, yes, you see, especially compared to Rick, you see Morty be very insecure and not as confident. Mm-hmm. And but in the whole one true Morty scene where all the captured Mortys think our Morty is the one true Morty and they start kind of holding him up high and they like gain all this confidence. And yeah, they're like, yeah, because of like, Morty. Well, because Morty came out with confidence. Yeah. Yes. And so I think. So, to go back to the evil Morty, like, no, I think he's just, he's an actual Morty who just gained confidence and, yeah. you know. Confidence in evil, apparently. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I'm more than just well, a I hammer. Mean, <clears throat> I mean, he could <laughs> more than just a hammer. <laughs> uh, um, well, I mean, yeah, it could be that he was also just a Morty that had a Rick that was so evil that he kind of recognized, like, we need to take all the Ricks out, which is why at the beginning they're killing a bunch of Ricks and then kidnapping Mortys. The problem is he's using Mortys as a shield to hide himself, so he doesn't care about he doesn't because care about Ricks or Mortys. Genius Mortys. waves are canceled out by the uh, Morty waves. Yeah, well, I get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's murdering Ricks, but he's also torturing Mortys. Yeah, he's, he's killing and the Ricks would, to get their Mortys, right? Well, yeah, essentially, so he can hide himself. So you would think if he was a Morty, he would care about other Mortys, but he doesn't seem to care about anything. So, yeah, no one knows what his motive is exactly, but he basically hates Ricks. He's killing Ricks, but he's still using Mortys uh, to hide himself. But he'll be back. Um,. But he'll be back. Dot, dot, dot. And, uh, dot, dot, dot. But yeah, you're right. Uh, our Morty gains a lot of confidence in this episode, and he leads the army of he, Mortys He's the one to, who uh, saves the Rick. Mm-hmm. And he saves Rick. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he saves Rick. Or all the Mortys um, save Rick. Yeah. <laughs> I love the bug that's like laughing. Oh, yeah. he, Rick thinks he's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's laughing. Uh, anyway. No, he just does that every 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> He just does that every 10 seconds. It's like, yeah, he's like, this guy gets it. He's like, no, that's just a noise he makes every 10 seconds. Um, There's so many good and then lines the fi- in that episode. It's just, it's it's probably the best episode, I think, in season yeah, one. It's yeah, it's a roller coaster. It's a real, I mean, a lot of episodes are roller coasters, especially the further you get in. There's it's some a crazy coaster. episodes. But, but uh, yes, but this, this was probably the most, um, I would say this episode and the Cronenberg episode are kind of the two heaviest hitting and craziest to follow episodes in season one, at least. Well, they end on Rixie business. A very approachable one. A house very, party. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like this is like a... I think this is a good one to end on. It's very, it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's approachable. It's relatable. Um, and, yeah, it's just a fun way to end out the season after kind of some... I don't know. You know, now that we're, like, towards the end of it, it's got a... Season one does have a good uh, mix. All right, you guys are breaking up. So, hopefully I can... No, Kizik, we're still here. Keep going, names. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. 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 Keep going. You're starting to break. You're starting to break up a little bit there. But uh, last episode is, uh, <laughs> well, what is it? What is it called? You, it's called you have risky all the business. In front of you, Amy. Right. Risky business. Yes. Rixie business. Rixie business. <laughs> or Rix Rixie business. So uh, Jerry and Beth go on a little <laughs> weekend vacation. Uh, apparently, Jerry is obsessed with the movie Titanic. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why, but I just think that little detail is so funny. He has all those, like, his little R2-D2 coins, yes. too, that he's obsessed with. All other little I mean, Jerry like, yeah. details dad, are funny. Yeah, Jerry is, like, kind of the ultimate loser dad here. <laughs> well... He really is. I don't know. I don't know. In Anyways. season one, anyways, he he comes around. You know, he um, gets a little bit of a, a redemptive. But the final the the final episode, though, we meet a lot of characters that come back in uh, later seasons. We meet Tammy... And bird, bird person, person uh, gearhead. We meet Squanchy. Yeah. We meet Aber Aberdolph um, Linkler, who does not come back, but still a great Aberdolph character. Linkler yeah. did come it, back at some point. Did I make that up? Oh yeah, I think he yeah, does. He does come back. Aberdolph he Linkler. Die. Guys, he does spoiler come alert. Back. No, what? He does. Well, come there's back. well when you've when you've got infinite realities and I guess sure. universes. There's probably like a few character. A few thousand bricks that made an Aberdolph Linkler in their reality too. Yeah, and that Aberdolph Linkler might still be around. So yeah, really any any 
character could come back, and including David Cross's character. We never know. But um, we also, I don't remember what episode you first hear Rick use Wubba Lubba Dub Dub, but he uses it in a few episodes, and then you find out that Wubba Lubba Dub Dub in bird person's <laughs> language actually means, I am in great, pain. In great pain, please yeah. help me. Um, me and out. we learn that Rick That's season two. Uh, is maybe not the party animal he's pretending to be, but he's actually a greatly tortured mind. Individual, yeah. 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 But this one's great because it is just like once the parents leave, Rick, Summer's like, all right, I'm going to throw a party. And Rick's like, you can't throw a party because I'm throwing a party. <laughs> and what does she say? Oh, I don't want a bunch of glib globs. She like brings up the glib globs. Oh, yeah. And he's like, whoa, Summer, don't let the. This and then and then the glib globs come. He opens the door and goes, what are my glib globs? Yeah. Well, he refers to, he's yeah. like, don't let this race of aliens, specific race name, like, hear you say that. And then when that alien race shows up to the party, he's like, what's up, my glib globs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I hilarious. Love, I love when his, then the, like, his, three uh, ricks from the Citadel show up, too. Yeah. Like, well, they're just randomly they're, walking yeah. around in the yard. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, like, them. come out of a portal to show yeah. up to the party. Yeah. I love, I my favorite thing a... in this episode is the character of Aberdolph Linkler. So, for those who don't know, <laughs> Abradolf Linkler is half Abraham Lincoln, half Adolf Hitler. So he is like constant. So of course, Rick tried to, he tried to make a morally complete individual. Yes, or he tried to make him morally complete, but he only just made like the most confused human of all time because he has these super violent, intense tendencies, and then also these like the super. He like wants to enslave everyone and then set everyone free. Dude. Yes, so. And set everyone free yeah. simultaneously. So he's yeah. very <laughs> mentally tormented between these two aspects of himself, um, and I just I think that idea is hilarious, and I love I love how they created that. I just like how the main conflict of the episode, other than like when Jerry and Beth come back at the very end, is that uh, Rick just needs more crystals to keep the party going. Which he doesn't tell you, you know, what the crystals are for originally, but they're essentially you assume just kind it's of like, to get them back to. Earth. Oh yeah, because they ac- Morty accidentally, or who is that? Is it Morty? Yeah, accidentally teleports the whole house into another dimension, to another world. Oh yeah, because he's showing Jessica something in the garage. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. then Rick is like, "Well, if you go get these crystals, then uh, it can help." And so they go get the, get the crystals. But where Aberdolph Linkler dies. Where Aberdolph Linkler sacrifices himself. Uh huh. Um. But the crystals are just to keep the party going. They're just another. They're just a party drug. <laughs> play some. Play some. Somebody play some. <laughs> yeah, that's where we get the Rick dance. It's the. It's the. That which that didn't really stick around. You know, you no. see that and you're like, it was kind of funny, but it I felt d- like something that they were gonna d- try and well, get yeah. to the stick main, around. The main thing you remember. The main thing that you remember because it's played two or shake three times. Ass. Is, just shake your ass. And let me uh, see what you got. Let me see what you got. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then so at the end of the episode, once they trash the house and Jerry and Beth are coming back, and then Rick, essentially, because this leads into season two, freezes time. Mm-hmm. Freezes Morty, Rick, and Summer in time to where they can clean up the which whole this house. Is, uh, which Rick and Morty never really has time travel, but no. this is the first time that you see them manipulate time. Well, there's also they the guy at the party it, but that they don't travel through it. You are correct. They don't travel. Which is very through. specific yeah, so to the whole yeah. show because, uh, like, I think Justin Roiland and Darman, Dan Harmon, Darman. I'm just gonna call him Darman <laughs> when I refer Darman. to him. Have said that like they're not gonna do time travel. Oh, that would be a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, that It'd would be, be a lot. Too they crazy. do interdimensional travel between realities, but they don't mess with time. 
fair. That's fair. Don't they already fuck have a lot. With time. They already have a lot. Or to they don't fuck with. with traveling through, like going past or in the future. But they do manipulate time here. They freeze it. Well, and because they freeze well, and also at the party they had slow mo guy. Slow Mobius. Slow Mobius was there. Yes, they can manipulate time. trying to show off my powers, Forwards or backwards through it. Yeah. But I guess they do technically remove themselves from time here, which is begins the conflict of season two when they're outside of time. Yeah. And their time is unstable. And then, <laughs> but yeah, time is unstable. Which is why they, I assume, they don't continue to uh, mess with time. You don't mess with time. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and, this uh, is a great ending to season one because it does provide a great lead in for season two. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you know, this like kind of ends on a funny cliffhanger, like a. Kind of funny cliff, yeah, kind of, but like, I don't know, it just it flows in really nicely, and then I think it just caps it off really well. You know, I think season one has a really beautiful balance of comedy mixed with um, bizarreness, mixed with <laughs> yeah. really some deep stuff, and then just mixed with just funny random shit. Yeah. I feel like they've got, yeah, in season yeah. one, I feel like it doesn't lean too heavily one way or the other. I think they balanced it out really well. There's some very like approachable episodes, no. like episodes it, and concepts, and then there's also like ideas that are like really far out there and mm-hmm. bizarre, like you were saying. And there's like a good balance of both throughout the season. Some of the episodes are like st- always in their house, and then other episodes are like traveling through mm-hmm. dimension after dimension after dimension. Yeah, Def- definitely strikes a great balance. I do also. Oh, also the tag. I like the tag of um, the last episode where they're just watching the Titanic movie, and all of them are like, "What a piece of shit!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah that movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> once again, like like once again, they're just shitting on Jerry. Well, and then the Jerry, whole Jerry's the, the whole bag. thing about like even on that B storyline, the whole thing with like they the Titanic is supposed to hit the iceberg yeah. and sink and yeah. everyone's excited for it and it ends up not oh, happening. Yeah, I forgot about that. And like Jerry pays to yeah, be on the simulator great, Titanic that, that does yeah, sink yeah. so he can that's read a great, it. Like, tur- turn of, yeah, them not, not hitting the Titanic. And the guy, like the, the yeah, captain the ice- is like, what he says like, passengers? Do not brace yourselves. That's it. Or something. <laughs> 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 Do not <laughs> prepare to brace yourselves. Yes. And they're like, there yeah, is not an issue. <laughs> We are not <laughs> going to hit this iceberg, and everyone's like disappointed. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's that's a the great, first. He's like, uh, "Sir, we don't have a problem." And he's like, "What do you mean? <laughs> we say, don't have a do problem." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great. Oh, that is probably uh, my least favorite uh, B storyline of the whole episode of the whole season, though. As Jerry, it's so random. Jerry and Beth go off on the Titanic. It's probably the shortest one too. I feel like they spend most of the. Uh, the watch time on the party, the house party. It's funny, though. It is funny. We're laughing about it, you know. It's comical. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, audience, if you long haven't watched story Rick short, and Morty... I don't give a fuck! It's my new catchphrase. I don't give a fuck! Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Just shake that ass, bitch. All right, continue, Cusick. What were you saying? What were you saying? Uh, uh, I don't give a fuck! I don't give a fuck! <laughs> Just shake that <laughs> ass, bitch, and let me see what you got. Okay. All right. What were you saying? Uh, so that's 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 Rick and Morty season one. I, that's a wrap. That is a wrap right there. That is a wrap. Cusick, um, I'm gonna let you take us out. You have 30 seconds. Okay. Whoa. 30 seconds. Right, th- 15. Starting now. Whoa. 14. 13. Okay. Th- Jesus 12, Christ. Okay. 10. Stop. Don't do the count. That is making me anxious. <laughs> okay. Five. Um, so three. Uh, that's Rick and Morty season one. Thanks two. for listening, listeners. Stay tuned for when we talk about Rick and Morty season two, and maybe next time we'll talk about Game of Thrones, or we'll talk about something 
different. Who knows what we'll talk about next, but stay tuned, you sons of bitches. Woo! I don't give a fuck. Bye. 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 Bye.